Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. (laughs) We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? Welcome to Monday Munchies episode 33. On these episodes, you'll be sitting shotgun on my adventures exploring restaurants the past few weeks. Albeit, I'm not a certified food critic, but I do love to eat, and some would say that I do have a quote-unquote certain set of skills. I'm not sure what those are. <laughs> Nor am I a yelper like the majority of residents of Southport, Colorado. But I do love joining restaurants and food, so sit back and enjoy. Our first stop is Cafe Robe. Cafe Robe is a neighborhood restaurant located at the bustling corners of North Avenue, Damon, and Milwaukee in Wicker Park. This actually is located in the Hotel Robe, which is perched high above the big intersection there, like I mentioned, at Damon, Milwaukee, North Avenue, in an Art Deco masterpiece formerly known as the Northwest Tower, stretching 203 feet tall and the only skyscraper for miles. The Robe captures the storied spirit of Chicago, a bustling, ever-changing, big-shoulder town, Taking its name from Roby Street, the north-south artery that would become Damon, it was our objective from the start to honor the skyscrapers renowned past would bring a fresh and new perspective to their 89-room hotel. Originally designed as an office building in 1929 by the firm of Perkins, Chapman, and Hammond, each of the hotel's rooms, lobby, and roof spaces were transformed by Belgian design duo Nicolas Schoebeck, architects Mark Merck's interiors. They began by combining two historic buildings with two very distinct styles. The first designed as an office building in 29 by the firms and contains tower rooms as well as a lobby of roof spaces, each transformed into understanded elegance by Belgian design. In addition, they offer 20 multi-bed annex loft rooms and a multifunctional hall in the adjoining former Holland Fireproof Waterhouse built in 1905, an industrial style space that is infused with boutique finishes and custom design furniture brought to life by Delaware Architects. With 180 degree views of the city skyline, including three tree-lined streets and the steel grinders of L train stops, they welcome you to experience Chicago in a completely new context, where today's design meets yesterday's daring with a little something always happening at night. This was the coolest thing of all time. This is just walking distance from my place. We wanted to check this place out for the longest time. I actually had a couple days off from work, so I decided to explore this place well uh, during the middle of the week, which was fantastic because no one was in the restaurant. It was great. But it started out with the uh, ginger, beet, carrot, and orange juice, which was recommended by the server as their seasonal juice. So it was just blown away by that. I ended up going with the breakfast sandwich, which included English muffin, fried egg, maple sage sausage, gruyere, hash browns. 
This place goes all out on presentation. It might have been the prettiest hash browns I've ever seen in my entire life. Usually I'm just all about like inhaling these like circular hash browns as quick as you go, but these guys made it look absolutely fantastic. And because we're exploring the menu, we had nothing better to do on a Tuesday at 11 o'clock in the morning. We're sitting there talking about their green juice they had on there. And the waiter, just being a great guy is, comes and gives us two glasses of green juice just, just for talking about it. That's the kind of type of service you absolutely love and appreciate staying at a hotel like the Hotel Roby. Our next stop is Joy E Plus. Yeah, another spin-off of Joy E. <laughs> Joy E's Noodles opened in Evanston in 1994 and their second location to Chinatown Square in 1996. They were the first in the Midwest to offer a Taiwanese-style bubble tea. Going a step further, Joy E was the first to combine the South Asian fresh fruit freezes smoothies with popular tapioca balls. Joy E's Noodles combines different dishes and styles from across Asia in one expansive menu and one cheery little dining room. The end product is pleasing with a variety of tastes, large portions, and most importantly, low prices. Joy E offers an extensive list of appetizers, including lists of broths, noodles, meats, and other fillers from which they can concoct soups suited to their tastes. This diverse Asian cuisine flows into the main courses as well, and the menu of entrees is vast. Diners can choose between dozens of dishes, ranging from most traditional Asian favorites to innovative new twists on classic recipes. They pride themselves on offering new and exciting dishes. They were not kidding about the expansive menu. This may be the world's largest menu I've ever seen. Felt like it was an Alice in Wonderland or something. <laughs> but we did like this little mini hot pot, which was like a ton of fun. We ended up going with lamb, fatty beef, wood ear mushrooms, Napa cabbage, hot sauce, and cuttlefish paste, which might be the weirdest thing of all time. It's clearly cuttlefish, and it comes out in what looks like a little like sushi roll, but kind of like mashed potatoes, and you just take a little scoop out of it, dip it in the hot water, cook it for a second, and then eat it. Definitely one of the most Asian authentic things I've ever had in my life. Scared the crap out of me, but, you know, when in Rome. <laughs> Our next stop is Shanghai Terrace. For the number one Chinese restaurant in Chicago. What a jump from mini hot pot cheapie to number one restaurant in Chicago, but... <laughs> Anyways, Shanghai Terrace offers Cantonese delicacies amidst a 1930s supper club decor and outside the terrace with spectacular skyline views and cocktails. Step into their seductive setting at the restaurant and savor a distinctive cuisine consistently honored with the AAA Four Diamond Award. With chef de cuisine Al Mohan at the helm, the menu encompasses a magnificent blend of traditional dishes and creative renditions of classics. At lunch, Bamboo baskets of freshly steamed dim sum contain favorites such as barbecue pork buns, packing duck, and shrimp and chive dumplings. We actually came here um, in the, to the pen for our staycation for New Year's. Instead of going somewhere, we decided to just stay in the hotel for a couple days. This place is unbelievably expensive. I was totally out of my element with taste buds, but was totally worth trying. The best part was by staying at the hotel, we got a $200 gift card to use in the restaurants. Yeah, we still didn't even do enough damage to the bill to make it worth our while. <laughs> but I went with the uh, monkey cocktail, because like, they had like, all these really cool cocktails with different uh, animal names. This was uh, Tito's, Tangeray Gin, St. George, Koshi Americano, Barfly PT, and Bitter Lemon. Uh, I'm not a cocktail guy, but sure, it was fun trying the monkey cocktail. 
And for dinner, we went with the pecking duck, which comes with mandarin pancakes, cucumber, scallion, hoisin, and plum sauce. And we also had a little side dish of the five spice fish and Chilean sea bass. Chilean sea bass is good. The uh, spinach on the side of it was a little, little much for me, but I'll take it. But I also realized I am not a five spice dish guy whatsoever. I absolutely hated it. This shrimp was cold, and I didn't like the five spices. Just, just not for me. Just big swig and a miss, even though the other dishes on there are absolutely fantastic. Our next stop is Riddergut. Riddergut Wine Bar and Restaurant serves snacks, small plates, and entrees to complement extensive selection of wines by the bottle, flight, and glass. Riddergut's romantic interior and riverside patio both offer an excellent atmosphere for enjoying the menu of European and domestic wines. A generous selection of beers and spirits is also available. Riddergut Wine Bar is located in the CME Center on the West Loop, two blocks north of Willis Tower, and next to the Lyric Opera House. I went in here for a business lunch. This place was bustling. It was unbelievable. They have to be racking in so much money. It's the lunch hour, and you pretty much need a reservation just to eat there. But I got the uh, chicken and bacon panini, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was light, easy to eat, just perfect lunch meat, and it was only $12. So if you want to be surrounded by a million people, or you have a, an expensive little business lunch at a decent price, definitely check out Ritterga. next is Sushi Plus. Vroom, 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 your sushi has arrived. <laughs> Imagine a little toy car you drove when you were like five or six years old, or if you have kids that have that, and then having your sushi delivered on top of that. That's exactly the experience here at Sushi Plus. Pretty much walk into a NASCAR-themed restaurant that has sushi going around on a different kind of conveyor belts. And then if you have specific orders, they actually have these two little like, electric cars that go on top of the conveyor belt and deliver the food to you. And then like, beep, 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 honks horn when I say your food is available. Craziest thing ever, weirdest thing ever. Um, but it was definitely fun watching my food come around and, and deciding what I wanted to eat. And then realizing sometimes I didn't like it. For instance, I actually got the Tamago and Spam, which I didn't realize was Spam, which is pretty much Asia's take on bologna and cheese sandwich, which I used to love when I was a kid, but uh, not something super nostalgic when you had to eat sushi like that. <laughs> Also with the avocado bomb roll, Ocean 13 roll, just for, you know, kicks because I love the Ocean 13 uh, trilogy. And lamb chips, which came out on the race car, which was a ton of fun. I just wanted to keep ordering stuff on the race car so I can just keep having them delivered on the race car. <laughs> but I guess if you're looking to uh, have a fun sushi night that's a little bit more relaxed and not too romantic and more like enjoyable, definitely check out Sushi Plus. Next up is Queenie's. Queenie's Supper Club is named after Danny Wirtz's great-grandmother, Virginia, quote, Queenie Wirtz, an elegant and gracious woman who was married to Arthur Wirtz, founder of the holding company that owned Chicago Stadium, the original home of Chicago Blackhawks and Chicago Bulls. The restaurant is the second collaboration this year inside the new atrium between the United Center and High Source Hospitality, the first being Mad West, a counter service operation that opened in March. Supper clubs create a feeling of warmth, nostalgia, and ritual, and Daniel Wirtz, United Center Executive Committee member, said he hopes that this will be also tied to the sports arena. 
Supper clubs are also family affairs, which he hopes will translate into families coming to Queenie's to dine before an event or a game. I didn't really realize what I was walking into when I walked into this place, and I was absolutely blown away. This is a phenomenal supper club located pretty much in the United Center. You get a coat check, you have a bar you can kind of check out, you got a little lounge area, and the supper club food is spot on. I felt super underdressed because I was going to like a Bulls game with a little like jersey on, and everyone else is like suits and ties and stuff. <laughs> but I uh, went with the uh, Three Flies Gumball Head. And of course, when you're at a supper club, you gotta have some Wisconsin food. So we went with the uh, massive order of cheese curds, the fried walleye, which came with coleslaw and tartar sauce. And no matter how many times I try to get coleslaw, I do not like it whatsoever. But we also split the bratwurst platter, and that was phenomenal. So much food, pretty much died. Best part was didn't eat food the rest of the time with the United States, just approaching a food coma, but absolutely fantastic. So we're looking for a nice little date spot within the United Center before a game. Definitely check out Queenie's. Last stop on this little adventure is Mango Pickle, Indian in full frame with a fresh perspective. They're inspired by the diversity and dynamism of India's rich culinary landscape, which goes far beyond the popular tandoori preparations of its northern frontiers and the distinctly exciting fare also of its southern coasts and avant-garde urban homes, streets, and eateries. Their approach is influenced by their location in the Midwest with attention to season, sustainability, and quality of each ingredient they use and their preparations. Marcia Paolillo, the chef owner, a little quick bio on her. So her Italian roots may have something to do with her passion for cooking and love of food. Her journey as a chef, however, began in Bombay, India, a melting pot of locals, expats, cultures, and cuisines from every part of India, where she joined the startup team at the table and trained under chef Alexander Sanchez and the company of chefs from across India. Her exposure to Indian cuisine was ongoing over the near decade when she was based in India, both at home and over multiple excursions to different regions of India with her partner Nakul Agaraji, a native of Bombay. She continued honing her skills in kitchens and bakeries across three continents, including Lakeview's Wood Restaurant, where she was a member of Chef Ashley Aubin's team until she was ready for mango pickle. Her work continues to be influenced by her concern for human and environmental well-being in our times. When she's not busy cooking or reading cookbooks, she'd rather be on a trail in the wilderness or on a yoga mat. We stopped in here for restaurant week. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, you get the one cocktail and one glass of wine with dinner. And I ended up going with the mango pickled gin and tonic and the 19 or 2017 Vouvray. Uh, not a cocktail guy, but the mango pickled gin and tonic was spot on. Absolutely fantastic. And for the our courses, I went with the bel puri, which was a butternut squash, chickpeas, crisps, and date chutney. Didn't know this was a cold dish, a little uh, caught guard, but you know, still ate it because it was absolutely fantastic. Definitely wouldn't recommend it in the future because I'm not a cold dish guy for teasers, but it is what it is. My main course, I went with the pork shoulder vidalu, which is a tamarind chili red wine braise, cinnamon, star anise, and slow rise naan, which was just phenomenal. Uh, there was so much food, I actually took it home to eat for the next day, and for dessert, the brulee banana and chocolate crunch. Really wasn't hungry, but when this came out, for some reason desserts and I just go well together. I just gobble these bad boys up. But if you're looking for a fantastic little Indian restaurant with a little twist, definitely check out Mango Pickle.
This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. (laughs) At Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They're also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. Thank you.